Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. My topic for the word today is called the power of the imprinted word of God. Thou shalt prosper. The power of the imprinted word of God. The power of the imprinted word of God. Let me first explain to you the word imprint. Imprint. Uh, what that word means, there are certain things that you will hear and as you hear them, when we ask you tomorrow, you don't remember them. Such a word was not imprinted on your heart. You understand? There is a time you read the Bible. And the Bible becomes alive to you. I'll give you an example. One day I was reading the Bible. I was at university. And I read Ephesians chapter 3. And the word jumped out that up to now it's over 20 years that word is still alive and active in me the word said to me I will uh, I, I, uh, uh, I will strengthen you by the working of my spirit in your inner man. I am sure there are many of you who have read Ephesians and that word has never come to you. There is a way God personalizes the word. And it comes to you. And it is that personalized word that then moves you into position so that the word becomes alive to you. Let's read if, uh, Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. The power of the imprinted word. Today I am believing God that something will be imprinted upon your spirit. And by the imprint of God's word upon your spirit you will be moved to new dimensions of experience with God. You see, one of the 
the reasons people stay at the same level is because the power that moves them, that the power that will move you to the next level is in the revelation you carry. We, are, we can tell how much revelation you carry by where you are positioned in the spirit your positioning your positioning and therefore the results that come out of your life are in direct correlation to the amount of revelation you carry So the Bible says that after these things in Bible chapter Gamba. 15 verses 1 Bible After these things the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying do not be afraid Abraham I am your shield your exceedingly great reward but Abraham said Lord what will you give me seeing I go childless and the hair of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look you have given me no offspring. Indeed one born in my house is my hair. And, the, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying this one shall not be your hair but one who will come from your own body shall be your hair. Then he brought him outside and said look now toward heaven and count the stars or if you are able to number them. And he said to him, if you can count them, so shall your descendants be. And Abraham, and he, Abraham believed in God. And he accounted it to him for righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a core scripture in the scriptures. In fact, uh, this is the scripture on which Paul the Apostle bases his entire theology. In fact, he tells us that within this scripture is the entirety of the gospel message. That righteousness is merely Im, uh, accounted or merely imputed upon men by simply believing in God. And therefore the just shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. And he's saying that it is upon this particular revelation that Abraham became the father of those who have faith. It is by this text we have read that it is this text that qualifies
qualified Abraham to be the father of all that believe. The entirety of the Pauline theology is based on the idea that he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. And so Paul tells us that righteousness is not something we work for. Righteousness is simply imputed upon us when we believe God. And so we must believe God. We must believe God. And it is believing not working. It is believing not working that makes us righteous before God. When you believe you attract the very righteousness of God. And a man that takes God by his word. God credits it to them as righteousness. And therefore you must learn to believe and take God by his word. But it is not simply because God spoke that then you are able to believe. No, the Bible says faith comes by the word. And the word comes yeah. Faith comes by hearing. Yes, faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word. The word can bring hearing. The word can bring hearing. And faith comes by Hearing. But hearing comes by the word. It does not mean, let me tell you. For now, over four years, I have been preaching to you the gospel. But not everyone gets it. Because hearing must come to a man. And so we declare the word. And as we declare the word, we trust that on one occasion, the Lord shall carry this word and make it vivid to you. You understand? You see, we, I read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And then I told you the gospel is very simple. The gospel is simply saying Christ died for your sins. It is so simple and yet so profound. When Paul tells us, I delivered it to you first of all, which I received from Christ. That Christ 
died for our sins. According to the scriptures. Now, it is very possible for you to hear that. And it sounds like, and I've given you this example too. You can hear that. And it sounds like this. Uh, Eddie. Eddie. In 1905, a man in, uh, in Nakapiripiriti died for you. Uh-huh. Pause, what was his name? Hey, he died for me. Before I was there. Oh, Bambi. Do you understand what I'm saying? This statement sounds exactly like that to you. And yet, it is this same statement that has revolutionized the lives of thousands, in fact, millions of people around the world for generations. This same word of Christ died for your sin can get a murderer and turn them into a saint. This same word of Christ died for your sins can get a broken relationship with a father and a son And so, the Bible says after these things, after these things, Abraham, God had spoken to Abraham before he even moved out of Ur. Ura was his original place. And God went and spoke to Abraham. And told him, Abraham, get out of your father's house. Go into a land I will find. I will, I will, I will show you. And there I will make your name great. I will make you the father of nations. I will bless you. And I will make your family, through your family, all the family of the earth will be blessed. And so Abraham has this inclination 
He has this feeling. He has this thing inside that God has called him. That God wants his life. There is something he wants him to do. And so he begins to walk. He says, I want to follow God. And then he gets to Canaan. The place where he should be settling. The place which is his inheritance. The place of his promise. He gets there. But the problem is a famine comes. A famine. And when the family, a famine, famine comes, he looks and feels where is God. I may die from here. And so he decides, let me leave the place of calling. And let me go to Egypt. Just like many men I know of who came in. They said, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Lord, I've given you my life. I feel like you are calling me. I feel there's something you want about my life. And so here I am, Lord. I surrender. And yet it's almost, it's actually the pattern of God. By the way, it's the pattern of God. That when God calls you to himself, he will take you through a desert. It's the pattern of God. That when he calls you, before you get to a land flowing with milk and honey, he will first get you through the desert. A place of loneliness. A place where all the supply of human uh, supplies are cut off. It's a place of famine. Please listen to me. Because I can see that many of you have been called by God. And when you begin to walk with God, you enter a place of desertedness. You enter a place where there is a, a real famine. And there is nothing you can really do about it. But during such a time, God is saying to you, can you fully depend upon me? In such a time, he cuts off all human dependence. He cuts off all the other resources you should have. And he teaches you that I will show you a way that has never been revealed to other men. But you have to endure the famine. You have to endure the disaster. You see, you see this with so many men of God. Again, Abraham, he gets in the land and famine comes. Oh, can we talk about Jacob? 
gets to Laban's house and begins to labor. Oh, can we talk about Joseph who after the mighty dreams we now find him in prison cut off from family and everything. Oh, should we talk about David after he has been anointed and he has killed the giant now we find him in the cave of Adulam. Deserted and without help. Oh, should we talk about Elisha? Elijah. After he says there is no rain. Now we find him running in a desert place. And he has to believe God for reverence to feed him. Oh, shall we talk about John the Baptist? God sends into the wilderness that he will eat locust and honey. Shall we come to Jesus who after the baptism and the flow of the spirit upon him and this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He is directed again in the desert. Oh, where he's going to be 40 days and 40 nights. Tempted of the tempter. Oh, should we talk about Paul after our encounter with God he is left in the desert of Arabia. It is the pattern of God that when he calls you, there will be a time and a season where it's like a famine, where it's like a desert, where you are cut off from all human help, where you are, you, are, you are cut off from the things you thought would be your things, where the things that used to work before no longer work at that time, because he must develop your faith muscle, where you can become. And so Abraham goes into the promised land and the famine comes and immediately Abraham does exactly what a lot of us do. He runs to Egypt. He leaves his position. Let me go and do something. I will not die from here. I feel like I'm speaking to someone today who is in a valley of decisions. Because you look at where God is calling you to go and you clearly see there is no way I'll be able to take care of myself. There's no way I'll be able to become what I've dreamed of to become. If I follow this thing God is saying, I don't see myself. Uh, some of you, you, you don't even see yourself getting married. If I follow what God is saying, where will I eat? If I follow what God is going to do. And yet the call is real. He, he, it's undeniable. It is saying, it is speaking every night and every day. And every now and then you take some steps toward it. But you think about a life without 
You run back to Egypt. And so, but hear my voice, my son. It is at the place of total surrender that we begin to see God. I remember one night having given up everything I had to life. I sat in church locked, having locked myself in there. And I was crying tears. Because the Lord had asked me to go in ministry and I had answered his call but the only thing I had to my name were two shirts and two trousers and nothing else and I sat in that church that night and tears are coming out of my heart and I asked God have you given me over to die in poverty? And then I had the voice of God respond to me. And the Lord said, Mutagubia. I never called you to make money. You would have thought. He would look at my tears and send a more comforting word. Alex, Alex, I am the Lord your God. Just as I've been with Kasirivu Peter, I want you to know I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You are my son. I am holding you in my hands. Be of good cheer. Take courage. No. 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 The Lord came to me in a mighty word. And he said to me, Cry all you want to cry. But you need to come to terms with the facts. For what I am calling you to do, you must come to terms with the facts. I never called you to make money. And it is at that point that I raised up my hands and I, with tears in my eyes and I said, Lord, it is well. It is well. It is well. I'm not saying it was easy. I am saying I said yes. But it is in that saying yes that I was stripped of 
so much baggage that I would have carried into ministry. And opened my door up to an anointing. That even me up to now, I wonder how certain things have happened. Do you know that right now, the land you are sitting on, just the land you are sitting on, costs 1.5 billion Uganda shillings. And it is ours. We don't have a date on it. Do you know how much that would have done for my family? Had I not died to money. But Abraham faces a famine runs to Egypt. And as he runs to Egypt by mercy and grace the Lord causes him to be chased out. And he comes back to Canaan with certain results he was he became he had become rich with gold with silver with cows and donkeys and camels but that was not his problem that was not his problem that was not his problem that actually even just got him in more problems because he found out that he has become rich and uh, Lot has also become rich and they can't stay on the same land now there is conflict and he has to tell his nephew you go wherever you want to go just go He separates with his nephew. But his nephew gets in trouble. And he has to rescue him from trouble. He fights five kings. And wins. And he comes back. They try to give him property. Tell them, no, I don't want that. That's not my problem. I don't want that. After all these things, after all these things, finally the Bible tells us that the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Someone said the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Again, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Let me tell you, if you are going to progress, the word of the Lord must come to you in a vision. 
in a vision the word of the Lord must come to you in a vision you know many times when I read this scripture in my mind it felt like God came to Abraham whenever I saw a vision I thought that Abraham was sitting there and God appeared to him and said to him Abraham don't be afraid I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. But that's not what happens. Are you paying attention? Please pay attention because this is where it is. He says, it is the word that came to him in a vision. In other words, the word became visible to him. Father, I thank you because men are understanding this thing. And it is taking them to the next level. Let me tell you. The word of God is powerful and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. Hallelujah. The word of God must come to you and be imprinted vividly on your heart. To the point that it becomes tangible, almost tangible. tangible. I am creating a hunger inside you that you may begin to see the word, not hear it, but see it. Look at the words that changed Abraham's life. The word that changed Abraham's word was don't Abraham do not be afraid. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. That is the word that changed Abra- the trajectory of Abraham's life. That Abraham came to a point one day and it became so real to him. So visible to him. So accessible to him that Abraham I am your shield and I am your exceedingly great reward. This is usually how it happens. I don't know what Abraham was doing. It's just there. It's just there. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it becomes real. It becomes to see. He said, why am I afraid? Why am I afraid? God is my shield. Ah, ah, God is my shield. He, he is my exceedingly great reward. He is my shield. He is my 
shield. Oh, he is my shield. Sarah. Sarai. Sarai. God. Katonda. is my shield. He's my exceedingly great reward. It became real. Hey, like we say in Uganda. Uganda. Rio. It has become real. Rio. He is my shield. Hey. He is my shield. Ah. Mm. Rio. Wadala. Rio, 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 Rio. Wadala. Let me tell you. We've always told you that all you need is one. One word. One word. One word from God which becomes real to you. It becomes real to you. It becomes real to you. Oh. When my father died I was about to finish P7 my father was a very rich man but he hadn't taken care of us and they kind of somehow had a deal with my mom that every child that finishes P7 he takes that child and then takes them to a nice boarding school. And afterward, pays for all their fees. He had done that for my big brother. I took him to one of the best schools, St. Leo's College. And he did that for my sister. Took her to Nyakashura Girls' School. The night before we are to bury him, my mother is crying. And she's praying. And she's saying, God. The other ones are older. But this one. Oh no. This one. In the night as she's sleeping. She has a dream. And Pastor Robert Kayanja was singing to her the song. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my Hold me close to him. With love and strength. For each new day. He will make a way. He will make 
aja After that night she stopped crying. She took a hold of my hand and she said, God has told me my son. God will make a way. I want you to learn to sing this song. She taught me that song. And for her, it was real let me tell you I have gone to school I have gone to school and my mother has never been able to pay for my school but I have gone to school when I go to senior one, senior two I just want scholarships. I just want scholarships. My HSC, there's a church I played keyboard for and decided we will pay for your school fees. Government scholarship, they used to pay me. Government, Do you understand what I'm saying? I, 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 I went for the masters. Paid for full. A, a guy, we, I was sponsored with my wife. To such an extent that even the school would pay us. Do you, do you understand? And then I finished my masters. They advertised a doctorate. I got $50 for a doctorate that would cost $9,000 per term, per, per semester. I got $50 because it was the admission form. I went, I told them I have $50 here. I had got admitted. The day I was admitted, I was with a friend of mine. I shared with him. I said, hey, I've been admitted for a doctoral program. He looked at me and said, Alex, Alex, how are you going to study a doctorate and take care of your family too? I said, God has always paid for my fees. He looked at me. He shook his head. He said, let me talk to our elders. And he talked to them. Two days later, he said, Alex, we shall pay for your whole year. Including the tickets that will bring you to start. Am I speaking to someone today? Let me tell you. In all you're getting. Get a word. I am telling you. Get a word. That word. Will anchor you. That word. Will solidify you. That word. Will move you. That word. Is what builds our faith. The word of the Lord came to Abraham and it became a vision. It became something he sees. 
Why am I feeling such an anointing? There is someone here. God has been waiting for you. But you have been waiting for a word. And today, it may not even be what I'm saying. God may be bringing back to your mind something that he said long time ago. But somehow you had dropped it. But how I pray for you tonight. How I'll pray for you to stay. That something becomes real in your It becomes authentic. Because it is what directs our life. A word imprinted is what comes with power. A word imprinted. So, the word that moves Abraham and actually makes him our father is this simple. Look how simple it is. Look how simple it is. But that word has moved for generations. That word is what brought the Messiah. Get a word. Chikwate. Get a hold of this. Tell yourself If you have spoken It has to come to pass It has to come to pass If you have spoken a word It has to come to pass If you spoke a word It has to be like that I must hold on That's what happened to Abraham For the first time in his life. While God had spoken to him a lot of times. This time around. The word came to him in a vision. In other words. The word became real. Real. Let me tell you. There is a way you pray. And you feel you have nothing on the uh, not inside. You, feel. When you, actually you really have nothing on yeah. the inside. Uh, uh, uh. Don't pretend. You come to pray. You also know you have to pray. But you are empty. Nothing. You're not holding on to anything. You hope that the Lord will hear. You say, Lord, those of us who have churches, you pray and say, God, help this thing to work. I am not leaning on anything else. But it is a very different kind of prayer man prays. After you have seen Ah, after you have seen you know when I was coming to Luzira they had handed me the church I stayed around for two months it was not that kind of church I wanted so I went back to Portland where my wife was. 
As I arrived at the airport, until I arrived, I got onto the escalator. And I am moving up the escalator. As the, the doors open and the wind brushes on my heart, the word of the Lord came to me. A city church. Influencing the city. The country. And the whole world. In Jesus' name. I said, ah! God, you have spoken. From that day. You, cannot, you couldn't take me back. I will break whatever needs to be broken. I will build whatever one needs to be built. I will speak to whoever needs to be spoken. There is a boldness that comes to a man. Who has an imprinted word. There is a power that comes to a man. Who has an imprinted word. Oh the devil cannot stop you. Economists cannot stop you. Rumor mongers cannot stop you. Bad intentions cannot stop you. Because God has spoken. I feel an anointing that is coming upon someone to see the word. To see the word. To see the word. To see. To see. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. It came in a vision. It became real. 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 Tell your friend, real. Real. It must become real. The thing that became real to Abraham. It was a simple thing. And God's things are like that. Because God's word is powerful. Even one word is so powerful. It directs a whole destiny. Look at these words. Abraham, I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. That was enough for him. That thing came into Abraham's spirit and it settled. It came into his heart and it settled. And he would look at Sarah. And he would look at everything around. And the word was more real to him than anything around. So he says, Lord, you are my shield. You are my exceedingly great reward. 
Because of the word you have told me. There are things that must line up. That I don't see lining up. But you are my shield. You are my exceedingly great reward. But now I don't see. How you can be my shield. And exceedingly great reward. And yet Eliezer. Is going to be my descendant. And the Lord told him, We also said the Lord told him. Do you know again what happened? When he asked, Eliezer. Eliezer. The Bible says, Bible the word of God came to him. Where's my verses 3? Yeah. He, he, the, he, the Bible says the word of the Lord again came to him. God verses 4. Hello? Ah. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Go. Uh-huh. Behold, uh-huh. the word of the Lord came to him doing what? Is it the Lord that came? What came? The word again came. The word again came. Again the word came. Let me paint for you a picture. I need you to see this very properly. So Abraham is there. It becomes real. To him. He's my shield. He's my shield. He's my shield. He's my exceedingly. Great reward. Ah, eh, this thing is so real. How can it be? That Eliezer of Damascus is going to be my hair. God, you haven't given me a hair. God, you haven't given me a hair. But you are my shield. You are my exceedingly great. He, he, he is my shield. He is my exceedingly great. How can I worry about a child? He is my shield. As he's there, then the word comes again. Hey! And the word comes again. And says, this you shall, one thing you shall not be your hair. In another way, his brain, he, he, he got revelation. He got understanding. He got understanding. It's impossible. God cannot be on my side. And then is my hair. How can that be? It cannot be. He will come out of my. Let me tell you. There is a person in this place. God revealed himself to them. And he told them, your sins are forgiven. Just that word alone. Can open up wealth. It can open up favor. It can open up uh, excellence. It can open up nations. One word. You've been forgiven. Do you understand? There is another man who God revealed themselves and simply told them, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. 
And when that became real to them, they realized if God loves me, I can make the lame walk. <laughs> if the Lord loves me, even London I take. One word became real. It is out of these things that then the, the Bible says then the Lord takes him outside. Don't ever think that actually God came from heaven and held Abraham's hand. Let us go outside and you see. Uh, uh, no. The word that sat on the inside of him, him he told him Abraham you're going to have a child. I'm going to have a child. Let's go out. Let's go out. Look at the stars. Mine are going to be more. Mine are going to be more. There will be more. When God looked at that, when God looked at that, He says, Abraham, no, I've even given you righteousness. Do you understand? Do you understand? There is a man right here. Who is believing God that for 21 days God has been telling us thou shall prosper? And now that man, that word is becoming real to them, becoming real to them. I will prosper. I will prosper. I do not fail. He's on my side. I do not fail. I, I'm not denied. I am not left alone. God is on my side. The word has come to me. I cannot go back. I will never fail. My things do not there fail. There is an anointing that lifts me up. There is an anointing that picks me up. Christ died for me. Christ died for me. The word must become real. The word gets implanted on the heart of a man. And when the word becomes implanted, that's when you find people saying, again, people are very stupid because they don't understand how you can have a first class degree and still leave it there and go to serve the king. But there is a word that I became pregnant with. They, they, they cannot understand how you can have such an opportunity to marry such a rich man and they can't, they can't know that destiny has called beyond a Muslim man who has married 
you understand what I'm saying? The word must be implanted on your, on your heart. You know there have been people here. What your biggest problem is the vision. You lack the vision. You lack the vision of the word. That even when you hear the word, when you sit here in church, you enjoy it. But when you get out of here and you go back to Egypt, oh no, no, not anymore. Not anymore. I will believe the word. I will hold on to the word. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to pray. I want the worship team to come back here. There must be something that God places on your heart that makes you run. There must be something that God brings upon your spirit that gets imprinted on your heart that will make you run. This is one of the reasons I tell people listen to the word and listen to it and listen to it. When you sit in church like this and you get a hear a word getting tired and, and better and good and good the following day in the morning replay the word. Let it play. 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 Until a certain point where it jumps out and it holds you, it becomes imprinted. That is the word. That works. It, it moves from simple logos. It becomes a rema. It is that word that creates. It is that word that moves. It is that word. So for 21 days, God has been saying to us, Thou shalt prosper. Thou shalt prosper. Thou shalt prosper. Thou shalt prosper. Though your former days were small, yet your latter days shall be big. Someone lift up your hands. I feel the grace has come. The anointing of prophecy is falling on this house. Someone lift up your hands. 
For the Bible is saying to us, there is a word from God that makes the weak strong. There is a word from God that makes the weak strong. That ushers us into a grace we were not ready for. I want you to begin speaking to God. Speak to God where you are, my friend. Speak to God where you are. For as you speak to God, there are some of us, our faculties of sight, our faculties of sight are beginning to be opened up in Jesus' name to begin to see that you will prosper. That you will prosper. You will succeed. You will move forward. You will not remain behind. You will not stay behind. God is your shield. He's your exceedingly great reward as he was with Abraham as he was with Isaac as he was with Jacob so will he be with you this audio sermon has been brought to you by the city church we would love to hear from you please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679